0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Salvation Solutions. I'm your host, Damaris Johnson. I want to thank you to, for joining this podcast. I'm really excited today to share with you uh, the subject matter. Uh, we're probably going to take us a couple of weeks to get through this material, but we have some things that's going to revolutionize the way you see yourself. It's going to revolutionize the way you see your life. It's also going to revolutionize one of the most familiar terms used. Uh, by Christendom. in christian re- really in life, everybody uses this particular phrase, this particular term, and it's called blessing. They use the phrase blessing or the word blessing. Uh, what they use it to describe a lot of times the things that uh, they see with their physical eye, uh, the things that they are given, you know, things that happen to them. you. Hear him say, well, that's a blessing. Well, that was a blessing. And there is some, there is some truth, some fact to that. There's some factual uh, aspect to them saying that. But, but the blessing or that phrase, the blessing or blessings, as used uh, in the Word of God, is so much different. It's so much more powerful than what we realize. And we're going to discuss... Uh, the blessing we're gonna talk about the blessing. We're gonna talk about the nature of the blessing We're gonna talk about the function of the blessing. We're gonna talk about God's intent of the blessing We're gonna talk about the capacity of the blessing We're gonna get into so many different aspects of what the blessing is. I'm talking about it's gonna blow your mind of what the blessing really is all about as I stole dove into this study as I as I begin to, to See it and, and think about how it manifested in my life over the past 25 years I'm talking about wow. I'm talking about wow. This thing here is like, man, you got to hear it. I encourage you to, 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 to stay tuned over these next several weeks to invite a friend, share this material, let everybody know about salvation solutions and understand what the blessing is. Because a lot of times, if we don't understand the blessing, we won't know how to operate in the blessing, we won't know how to activate the blessing, we won't want to see the results of the blessing. I'm talking about. It's upon us. Listen, it's upon us. So uh, I got a lot of things to share with you tonight. You got a lot of things you're gonna learn. A lot of things I'm gonna prophetically instruct you in. That's gonna help you to to grab and grasp what the blessing is because the blessing is critical and it's vital to your world creation a process. It's critical and vital to you overcoming poverty, man. So you want you want to stay tuned. Before we get into that, though, I need to encourage you. Listen, we are we are we have created salvation solutions for you to. I'm talking about overcome poverty. This is our uh, instrument by which we wage war, by which we wage war on poverty. Salvation is a anti-poverty gospel. It is it is it is God's mechanism, God's methodology of bringing His people out of poverty. Was salvation? Salvation. The emphasis is on. Listen, listen, listen. I've learned something recently. I've always emphasized that salvation was an emphasis on. Um, Five things. I'm sorry. Salvation is fivefold. is deliverance. It's protection. It's health. It's wealth. It's holiness. But notice how I said that. Deliverance, protection, health, wealth, wholeness. I'm flipping that. I'm flipping that. Because the past um, several weeks have revealed some things to me, uh, both from the God has revealed some things to me, both from the Word and through society that, listen, salvation, the emphasis on salvation is wealth creation. Then it's health. Then it's deliverance. Then it's protection. These things, then it's holiness. But wealth, it, it, it is the, list. wealth creation is the emphasis. God was all about prospering his people. God was all about creating wealth for his people because he knows a feast is made for laughter and wine making the merry. He knows, but the economy of a personal, of, of someone's personal life, the economic gain, the economic system, the economic methodology, the economy of your life answers all things. It's the answer. The answer is Economics. It's financial economics. That's the answer. How you financially and economically establish an economy in your life, that's going to determine everything from how people view you to how people treat you, to what you're able to accomplish, to how you're able to bless people, all these things. When you look at the blessing, when you look at it, when you look at the blessing, the introduction to the blessing, when you look at it, Man, it's a powerful thought. So um, I, I want you to share this. I want you to share salvation solutions with your friends, with your family, with your loved ones, because it is going to give them the keys to overcoming poverty and building generational wealth. So with that being said, today we're going to launch off into a study that has been a blessing. I'm talking about that has been, that has been a blessing. And notice how I said that, the blessing. Ah, my pen ain't working. Um, the blessing. The blessing is a... It is a it is a, a force. It is something that, that is to be reckoned with. I want I want to read uh, two scripture. Uh, actually, man, I want to read three. But we'll start. We'll start in Galatians. Let's start in Galatians. Galat- go to Galatians the third chapter. And uh, the reason I want to start in Galatians, but a lot of what we deal with is going to be going to be based on the experiences of a lot of our um, uh, what we call the Old Testament figures, our our forefathers, our our Ab- from Abraham. Um, Isaac and Jacob and, and David and Samuel and Samson. We're gonna look at how, um, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Solomon. We're gonna look at look, look at how the blessing was in operation on, in their life. We're gonna look at how the blessing was declared over their life and how the blessing was transferred from generation to generation. We're gonna look at how that blessing was operating. We're gonna look at how they accessed the blessing. We're gonna see some things here that's going I'm about, that's gonna revolutionize the way you use the word blessing. And how you understand the difference between the singular, the blessing, and the blessings, plural, right? And how sometimes these words are used interchangeably but m- in the Bible, but in most times we, they're misappropriated when it comes to uh, how we use the word uh, in the world and naturally and practically speaking. Uh, I want to go to Galatians, the third chapter, verse 14. Well, we'll start at verse 13, where it speaks to uh, what Christ did for us when He came to the earth, our precious Lord. Verse 14, it says, the, no, sorry, verse 13, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, right? So the first thing is Christ has redeemed us. So if you're born again, if you've experienced Jesus Christ, uh, in your heart, if you've experienced Jesus Christ uh, in that, in that born-again experience, if you've been delivered from the powers of darkness and translated into the kingdom of His dear Son, if you've experienced that new birth experience with that, where your spirit, man, has been rejuvenated now, you are now reconnected with God, you've been reconciled unto God, when you've experienced those things, man, you, you, you've come into a place where you've been delivered. Listen, you've been delivered because Christ has, Christ has redeemed us. You've been purchased. That word redeemed that means to, to buy back. It means to, to, to re- reconcile, it means to restore, right? When you, you've been redeemed, you've been claimed, God has claimed you to be His own. He's claimed you to belong to Him, my God. He's claimed you to be His very own, right? When well, He has claimed you to be His very own, now you have some rights, you have some privileges, you have some, you have some things that belong to you, some things that you are able to do now that you weren't able to do prior. So when you do that and you understand that, that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. What was the essence of the curse of the law? The essence of the curse of the law was poverty. Don't let nobody tell you anything different. The essence of the curse of the law was poverty. The curse of the law, the end result of the curse of the law is poverty, is lack it's deficiency, it's dependency, it's desperation, it's, it's disheartenedness, it's disenfranchised, it's disappointment. That's the end, that's the end, that's, that's the end of the deficiency, that's the end of the curse of the law. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. So to, redeem, to be redeemed from the curse of the law is to be redeemed from poverty, it's to be redeemed from, from deficiency, it's to be redeemed from, from debt, it's to be redeemed from, from doubt, it's to be redeemed from desperate, it's to be redeemed from all those things. Is to be brought out of those things. Well, if he brought me out of poverty, what's the opposite? He's going to bring me into wealth. He's going to bring me into abundance. Just why Jesus said, I'm come that you may have abundance, life and life more abundantly. He brought us out of those things. And Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. How? By being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. When did Jesus become a curse? On the cross. He was, he was, he was accursed on the cross. Jesus didn't experience poverty. Here's the, be care, I mean, listen carefully. Jesus didn't experience poverty until he hung himself on the cross. He wasn't poor when he walked around in the earth. He wasn't poor. He wasn't poor spiritually. He wasn't poor physically. He wasn't poor mentally. He wasn't poor financially. He wasn't poor. Don't let people tell you Jesus was poor. He didn't have anything because they misinterpret some scripture. No, he didn't become poor. He didn't experience poverty until he was on the cross. He was being made a curse for us. Cursed is everyone that hangeth upon a tree. All that he went through was to deliver you from poverty. All that he did was, was to deliver you from poverty. All the abuse he was taking was to deliver you from poverty. This is the emphasis. The curse of the law was about poverty. That's why I changed what I said. I flipped health and wealth. Wealth was, all, wealth was what God was all about for his people. I don't care how far you go back in the scripture. I don't care how forward you go in the scripture. When it comes down to it, salvation is about delivering you from poverty. It's about bringing you to abundance. It's about health and wealth, or wealth and health. That's what it's about. And we got to understand that. And I'm going to throw this in there. Because of Salvation Solution is an entrepreneurial-driven, entrepreneurial-driven organization. It's an entrepreneurial-driven information, uh, dispensive information. Listen, entrepreneurialism is God's way or method of bringing you out of poverty. The principles of God. You're going to see that the blessing don't fully operate, can't fully operate, can't fully come to its end unless you're functioning in an entrepreneurial system. The job won't allow the blessing to flourish you like God wants to flourish you. Abraham's blessing is upon us. Jesus died, went through the cross, went through everything he went through, absorbed poverty and sin and things upon himself that we might operate in the blessing, that we might be delivered from poverty. Man, we can't emphasize that enough. The perils of this life are associated with poverty. The oppressors of this life, of this world, of this world wants to, wants to oppress those and keep them in poverty. Poverty was the greatest way or the, more, the, the the number one form of oppressing any people, any people group, any nation throughout the history of the world was poverty. If I can keep you in poverty, then I can oppress you. If I can keep you in poverty, then I can do to you what I want to do. I can force you to work. I can force you in the laborers' opportunity. Whatever, I can do it if I keep you in poverty. If I don't afford you the opportunities, if I want to give you the resources, I can keep you dependent. I can keep you deficient. I can keep you those. If I can keep you dependent and deficient, then I can control you. It's poverty. That's why God said the feast is made for laughter and wine maketh merry. But money... Is the answer. How you, how you, how you, how your economy is is the answer in this world, how we live in this world is the answer. Listen, I can go through the Word of God and I can show you how every aspect of your salvation is connected to economic gain. How your righteousness should produce economic gain. How your holiness should produce economic gain. How your faith should produce economic gain. How your wisdom should produce economic gain. How your prudence should produce economic gain. How your knowledge should produce economic gain. How your righteousness, all of the the buzzwords we have in Christianity, all of them are connected to gold and silver in some kind of way. All of them are connected to some kind of economic advantage, some kind of way. They're all connected. But you can't see it in in a religious mind. You gotta get out, you gotta come to the Word of God as an entrepreneur. You gotta see through the eyes of an entrepreneur whom God has revealed himself as an entrepreneur. You gotta see Jesus as a king. As a, with a kingdom and the king is the ultimate entrepreneur. Right? So unless we come to the scriptures with the mind of God, the scriptures we have the mind of Christ. That's the mind of an entrepreneur. Then you're gonna miss everything God wants you to miss. you gonna see, wants you to see, you're gonna miss it. Because you don't have it on the right, you don't have it on the right spectacles, you don't have it on the right glasses, you're not seeing it from, through the right lenses. Man, Jesus came and died to redeem us from poverty. The curse of the law was poverty. When you didn't do what you was called to do, when you wouldn't do what was supposed to be, then you would end up in poverty. Right? So poverty has come on, on so many, in so many different ways. It might not be your fault you're in poverty. I get that. That ain't the point. The point is you need to come out of it. How do you come out of it? First of all, you got to believe that Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law. being made a curse for you because he hung upon the tree. It says, curse be every man that hangeth upon the tree. Here's why he hung upon the tree. Verse 14. That the blessing of Abraham. The blessing. Not blessings, plural. But the blessing. The blessing that was upon Abraham. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. Now, I'm going to work backwards um, and talk about the promise of the spirit. Right. And it's important that we understand some things. I'm going to just uh, give you a, a little bit of what we just came out of uh, and what we're still in. Actually, we're still in, we're in that, that intermittent period um, where we're transitioning from uh, Passover and Pentecost into tabernacles. Notice I said Passover and Pentecost. Passover we had uh, uh, almost probably fifty-five days, fifty-seven days ago. <clears throat> back in back in April, we went through we went through Passover. That's the beginning of a three-festival process or a three-season process. That was the beginning Passover, and we went fifty days until last week, and we entered into Pentecost. Right. Pentecost is the celebration of the outpouring of the Spirit. It's the promise of the Spirit. It's the promise of the Spirit came initially at, during Pentecost. Then we get tabernacles several months from, from, from now. But Pentecost is the, is the celebration of the Spirit, right? The promise of the Spirit. Three things comes with the promise of the Spirit. Well, I'm going to emphasize these three things that come with the promise of the Spirit. The first thing is the blessings of the Spirit, right? Go to, go to Ephesians, the first chapter. Let's go to Ephesians, the first chapter. Ephesians, the first chapter, the third verse, it says, blessed be God and the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings, plural, in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So the first thing, three things come with the the promise of the spirit. The first thing is the blessing or the blessings. He's blessed us with the blessings of the spirit. So that word blessed there is in there, right? The blessings of the Spirit, right? And it talks about, uh, it's 11, no, it's, it's how many things? It's, it's 12 things that, that we deal with when we talk about the blessing of the Spirit. I'm not going to mention them now. We're going to talk, come back and talk about those later. The second thing is the fruit of the Spirit. Let's look at the fruit of the Spirit. That's in Galatians, that's in Galatians, the fifth chapter, right? You ain't got to flip the page one time, right? The fruit of the Spirit, uh, verse 22, Galatians, the fifth chapter, verse 22. But the Fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such things there is no law, right? And then the last thing, the last thing is the gifts of the Spirit, right? So let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. Let's go to 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. Let's look at a particular verse, and I'm going to show you why, why the manifestation of the Spirit is important. And then we're going to talk about Pentecost a little bit. The manifestation of the Spirit. Look at verse 7. It says, but the manifestation of the Spirit. This is in context to the gifts of the Spirit. So we can say the gifts of the Spirit is manifested and given to every man to profit with all. That word with all means without. Everybody's called the prophet. You've been given given the, the blessing of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, and the gifts of the Spirit that ye may profit. All of those things are manifestations of the Spirit. Those three manifestations of the Spirit, the the blessing of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, and the gifts of the Spirit are given that you might profit with all, that we might go out into the marketplace and make a profit, build wealth, gain, come into riches. Man, it's important that we understand that. Pentecost is the celebration of the outpouring of the Spirit. Pentecost is known as a mini-Jubilee. Oh, my God, I ain't got time to go into what Jubilee is all about. But let me say this about Jubilee. Jubilee is God's way of breaking generational curse of poverty. It's God's way of reestablishing wealth to every man and his family. That's all I want to say about Jubilee, okay? And then maybe we'll touch on that. And Lola, release me to share that revelation with you another time. But we have to see that the promise of the Spirit is first. Second, now let's go back to Galatians. Let's go back to Galatians the third chapter, it says the promise of the Spirit. Now, it says that the blessing of Abraham might come unto Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit. So we receive the promise of the Spirit. Now, the promise of the Spirit, right? What comes with the promise of the Spirit? The blessings of the Spirit, which we find in Ephesians, the first chapter. There's 12 of those things. Uh, chosen, holy, blameless in love, sonship, recipients of goodness, recipients of His rich grace, accepted in the beloved, redemption, forgiveness, recipients of abundant wisdom, and prudence. Uh, that's built up some powerful things. The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, meekness, temperance, faith, um, gentleness, goodness. Against such things there is no law, right? And then we have the gifts of the Spirit. There are 19 different gifts of the Spirit that you, you've, been given, you've been given three of them, at least but you can operate in in however many the spirit gives you. All of these manifestations are given to you that you might profit. (laughs) Oh my goodness, that you might go and build wealth the way God wants you to build wealth, that you might be a ruler, that you might be in dominion, that you might be in control of your life, that you can listen to God. You don't have to be dictated to by the culture and the oppressors of the society because you're not dependent, you're not desperate, you're not deficient, you're not defiant. But you live a life of abundance. You're a ruler now. You're in control. You can make decisions. That's the blessing of Abraham. What is the blessing of Abraham? How does the blessing of Abraham work in my life? Who's responsible for making, the, of seeing the manifestation of the blessing of Abraham in my life? See, we quote the scriptures, but do we really engage the scripture? We read the scripture, but do we really Do we really apprehend or comprehend what we're saying? Do we give ourselves over to learn and understand what we learn, right? The the Bible says that the blessing of Abraham might come on us, that the blessing of Abraham. Well, if we want to understand and we got to go look at what Abraham looked like, what the blessing looked like on Abraham. What did the blessing look like on Abraham? Once we see what the blessing looks like on Abraham, we can see what the blessing looks like on us. What what is the blessing that God is referring to when he talks about Abraham? Is it faith? Is it having a son when you're 99 years old? What what is it? Come on, let's go look at it. Genesis. Let's go to Genesis. Let's go to Genesis. Go to Genesis 12. We're going to read something. We're going to read something in regards to the blessing of Abraham. Genesis 12. It says... Chapter one. Now, now the Lord said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Right. So um, we see the nature of the blessing of Abraham begins with hearing from God. That's the first thing the, the nature of the blessing of Abraham begins with you being led by God. Where well, you having an encounter with God, you can't begin to enter into the blessing of Abraham until you've experienced and encounter the spirit of the living God. Bottom line to it. Right. It says, and I will. Now, once you encounter, once you encounter the blessing of, of, of the God, once God, he says, I will show thee, he says, unto a land. See, God has a place that he wants to show you. He has a place that he wants to take you. Is a place that he wants to lead you. When you're talking about the blessing of Abraham, you got to be willing to be led to a whole nother place. right? If you're not, if you're not willing to be led to a whole nother place, then God can't, you can't enter into the blessing of Abraham. If you're not willing to go to a different place in your business, if you're not, if you're not ready to make some adaptations and some changes in your business, then God can't take your business to where he wants you to go with it. If you're not willing to bring on diversity and do different things and take on new ideas and face new challenges in your business, then God can't bless you. He can take you to that promised place. He can allow the blessing of Abraham to fully manifest upon you and in your life. Let me hurry. It says, and he said, once you allow yourself to be led by God, once you allow yourself to be shown that place, here's what God will do. He says, once I I show you and now you allow me to lead you, he says, this is what I'll do. I'll bless you. No, he says, a land that I will show thee. First blessing is God want to show you where he wants to take you, right? Second thing. I will make thee a great nation. He'll bring you to a greatness. Now, he's not just going to bless you, but he's going to bless your children and your family. That word nation there is the word for um, ethnos, ethnic groups, uh, which, breaks, which which can be broken down into the family unit. I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to bless your family. He said this, and I will bless thee. I'll bless thee. Stop right there. I'll bless thee. And he's speaking you, to you personally. I'll bless thee. And I'll make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. I will bless them that bless thee, and I'll curse them that curse thee, and in thee, shall so all the families of the earth be blessed. That's the blessing of Abraham we're talking about right there. That is, that is one of the highest callings for us as a family of believers, is to be a blessing. That was the last thing he said, I'll make thee great, I'll make you a blessing, I'll bless your family, I'll bless your nation, I'll bless everybody with, around you, and I'll make the even those who associate with you, I'll bless them for your sake. Man, this is the blessing of Abraham. This is the blessing of Abraham. This is, this is the blessing of Abraham. I'm talking about this is the blessing. Now, now I'm a, I'm a, when, we, when we talk about a blessing, we got we to we think about the blessing of Abraham. Listen, one chapter later, we're talking about Abraham came into great riches and great wealth. He left everything he had from his father. He left it all. And in, in the very next chapter of his life, we see he rich, he wealthy. He's rich in gold, silver, and cattle. He was rich. The blessing, right? That is the blessing. Now, now, the, the etymology of this particular word blessing is something that we need to understand. I want to spend the next few minutes on that um, and then we'll be done. But the etymology of this word, I got to read the scripture first. Go to um, go to um, go to go to go to Psalm three. Let's let me get this one out the way. Psalm. let's go to the Psalm, the third Psalm. Let me get this one out the way. Then I'm going to read one more. Just before I mention this, third psalm, verse 8, it says... Now, now, a reason I'm reading this particular psalm is that I want to connect your salvation to the blessing. Remember, this is salvation solutions. Your salvation is the solution to whatever it is that you're facing. We believe that. That's your salvation is the solution to whatever issue that you're dealing with. Right? So, So, salvation... Is connected to the blessing, so you have you have salvation as the large umbrella, and the blessing comes under that. Once you once you once you're saved, or you experience the born again experience, and you sal- and you have salvation, you you blessed. You don't have to pray for that. You're blessed. The blessing comes with salvation, right? Let's read it. It says, uh, the so, Psalm three verse eight. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord, right? So the the salvation belongs to God. Thy blessing is upon thy people. So that's why, that's why we need to be dependent upon God. I say that because you got some folks that dependent upon the government. We've got some folks that's dependent upon the politicians. You got some folks that's dependent upon grandmama and granddaddy, whoever. But salvation comes from God. Right? That's who I gotta look to for my salvation first and foremost, is God Almighty. And David was someone who understood that. David learned how to leverage his salvation, how to use his salvation as an asset. He didn't see salvation as a religion. He saw it as a business. Salvation belongeth unto God. Right? So salvation is fivefold. Deliverance, protection, wealth, health, wholeness, Right? So it says salvation. So the context is salvation in in, in its fivefold dimensions. And then it says, thy blessing is upon thy people. The blessing is designed to bring you into deliverance, protection, wealth, health, wholeness. Based upon the scriptures, there's a correlation between salvation and the blessing, right? Now, let's go to Proverbs, the 10th chapter, the 22nd verse. We're going to read that, and then I'm going I'm to talk a little bit, and we'll be done. Proverbs 10, 22. Let's look at the blessing. And then um, Proverbs ten twenty-two says... The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and addeth no sorrow, right? The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. The the, the idea or the intent of the blessing is revealed here, right? The Word of God and God Himself speaks of the blessing as as a force, um, as a divine force, a divine energy, a, 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 a living organism. Uh, a, a self-sustaining power, a law that drives us to prosperity. That's the that's the um, the uh, the, uh, the 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 aspect of the law I mean, of the blessing that we that we don't speak of a lot of times. That's the intangible nature of the law. Is, I mean, of the blessing is that it's a law that, that, that propels me to prosper. It's a law that propels me into the abundant life. It's a law that pushes me and pulls me and nudges me and, and instructs me and and designs and design me to, to enter into prosperity. That's what the blessing is all about. We're not even talking about the function of the blessing, the intent. We're talking about the nature of what the blessing is. It is the, the pure nature of the blessing is designed to make you wealthy. Point blank, period. We don't need to add anything else to that. The nature of the blessing is to bring you into a place of wealth. Health, deliverance, wholeness, protection. But that's it. It's designed to make you rich and not make you have to work by the sweat of your brow and worry and be fretful and work yourself to the bone and work yourself sick and work yourself on health. It's not designed for that. It's designed for you to be as God, an entrepreneur, a lover, a creator, a producer, a servant. And we can break that down to you. It don't mean what most folks talk about what that means. But it's necessary for you to understand that the, just, just, just simply saying I'm blessed. What that means when you say I'm blessed. I'm empowered to prosper. I'm empowered to be a When you say I'm blessed, when you associate the, the material side of the blessing, it's gotta be, it's gotta come through. Most people, what they call a blessed, that ain't no, that ain't the blessed, that's, that's that's not the blessing. When you're talking about blessings, you're talking about about life-changing, revolutionary things that happen in your life that cause your economic situation to go from from poverty to wealth, turning things right-side up. We are talking about the blessing, the nature of the blessing, it's the divine force. It's that thing that's down on the inside that when you're down and out, when you're sick and weak, when you're broken, begging, I ain't supposed to be here. Man, I, I I can't sit around now. I got to do something about this. I got to do something about this situation. I can't, I got to change my circumstance. I can't keep sitting around here not having. That ain't the way God. Is, that that's not in me. That's what I'm talking about. It's a it's an energizing entity. It's, it's it's an entity that the energy. It's that thing that forces you to get up in the morning. It, it, it's that thing that makes you push through when it get hard. It's that thing that causes you to keep on going when you when you get rejected and you feel defeated. It's an energizing force. It's a living organism. It's the the thing that's alive inside of you that causes you to be productive, that causes you to be a creator, that causes you to be a servant, that causes you to do the things that's necessary in order for you to attract the things to you that you need to attract to you. It's self-sustaining. You don't need nothing outside of the blessing to move you. And it's a law. It's a law. As long as you stay in it, then it's going to produce. It's a law. Listen, I'm going to close right there. I want I want to I want to uh, thank you for tuning into this podcast. Uh, We're talking about the blessing. The blessing is by nature, a force to be reckoned with. It's a force that cannot be denied. It's a force. It's more than the house It's more than a car. It's more than the clothes. It's more than the money. It's more than all of those things. It's a living organism on the inside of you that enables you to accomplish the thing God has called you to accomplish. It's a living organism that produces life and life more abundantly. It's a divine force that propels you beyond the obstacles that enable us, that's caused and designed to keep you oppressed and depressed. It's a it's a it's a it's a living, it's a living self-sustaining organism that we need to we need to tap into. We didn't know how to activate, we didn't know how to operate, we didn't know how to how to how to dwell in it. We're gonna discuss all of these things in our future podcasts. I'm I'm telling you, you need to stay tuned. Make sure you let your people know that they need to connect with Salvation Solutions because we have a word that's going to bring about a solution that's going to enable you to overcome poverty and build wealth to where God would have you to build wealth. Share, like, comment, ask questions, whatever you need to do to get to that place to where you need to be in order for your life to be right side up and to be what it is God has called you to be. I want to also let you know that we have a website. Uh, uh, It's called Salvation Solutions that you can go to, listen, I got a free gift set assessment. We call it our basic seven gift set assessment. Then I have a natural gift set assessment. I have a a acquired skill gift set assessment, and we have what we call our gift set 19, where we incorporate all 19 gift sets mentioned in the Word of God. And you go through this assessment, and you're going to discover what your primary, your secondary, your tertiary gifting is. You're going to discover what your natural gifting is. You're going to discover what your acquired skill is, and we're going to show you how to bring all those things together how to, how, to, how to discover those things, how to design those things, how to, how to develop those things, and how to deploy those things into the marketplace. We're going to help you make yourself so valuable that people are going to pay you for who you are and what you possess and what you can bring to their life. That's what we do here at Salvation Solutions. That's what God salvation is all about. It's about equipping you and empowering you and you becoming your most valuable asset in the marketplace. Go to our website, check it out, we got some other products for you. we got some other, We got some things for you in our, in our, in our store that, that's going to enable you to, man, take your life, uh, invest in yourself, make yourself more valuable than what you are. Take the wisdom and knowledge and the prudence that we give you, and you're going to build wealth the way God would have you to build wealth so that you can be a blessing. We just read it. The highest calling on your life is to be a blessing, period, to be an empowering force in somebody else's life. Listen, we got to go. Thank you for um, uh, taking the time to listen to us today. Uh, be a blessing to others as God has been a blessing to you. God bless you, and we'll see you next time right here from Salvation Solutions.